Today on From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve, he'll reveal the secret to answered prayer. Although prayer is easy, there is a secret to it, and the devil will fight us to not know the secret and to not do what's necessary to connect with God. Why? Because the devil knows there's power in prayer, and the devil doesn't want you to pray. He doesn't want me to pray, because the moment we start to really pray and we really connect with God, things start to move and things start to change in our lives and in our homes and in our community, because prayer changes things. What is the secret to answered prayer? We're in a series on the parables, and today we're going to look at two parables related to prayer found here in Luke chapter 11. Lord, teach us to pray just as John also taught his disciples. When God seems silent to our prayers, we may tend to think, what am I doing wrong? What's the big secret I'm missing here? Well, today on From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve, he'll reveal that secret that may be keeping you from some great blessings. Thank you for joining us today on From His Heart, as Pastor Jeff is going to continue to bring biblical simplicity to our complicated prayer life in a message called The Secret to Answered Prayer. It's from Pastor Jeff's series, The Mysteries of the Kingdom, a study of the parables of Jesus. Now, you can listen to messages you may have missed this month when you go to the Listen tab online at fromhisheart.org. Now, though, open your Bible to the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Here's Pastor Jeff to disclose the secret to answered prayer. Well, what does Jesus want to teach us about prayer? Three lessons. Lesson number one, God wants us to pray biblically. You say, what does that mean, to pray biblically? It means you pray according to the will of God. That's what it means. And in order to pray according to his will, you have to pray using his word. You pray using the word, and you say, God, you promised and God, this is what you want for me. And this is the promise which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And God says, you're praying about that? You want that in your life? I want that for you. Pray biblically. God wants us to do that. Second lesson, pray persistently. Now, Jesus, after he tells the guys the model prayer and gives them the model prayer, then he goes in to the first parable. And what you'll notice in this passage, he gives a parable and then a strong theological principle, and then he gives another parable and a strong theological principle. Let's look in verse five. And he said to them, suppose one of you shall have a friend and shall go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, Lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me from a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside, he shall answer and say, do not bother me. The door has already been shut, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. That's the parable. 
It's a very simple little parable, but it's so powerful. Now, in the parable, you got three friends. Friend number one is on a journey, and he's traveling, and he's traveling at night, or at least his journey took him uh, through some of the night. And, And so when friend number one needs a place to stay, and he comes and knocks on the door of friend number two, friend number two opens the door and receives him. And friend number two looks in the cupboard and the cupboard is bare. He doesn't have anything. So friend number two tells friend number one, here, come into my house, get yourself situated. I'm going to go get you something to eat. There's no 7-Eleven. There's no place to go except across the street to friend number three's house. It's midnight. And friend number three is like, what? What? Who is that? Somebody at the door? What is this? Yeah. Hey, it's me. It's me. It's friend number two. I I need three loaves. He's like, hey, uh, we're already down for the night. I've closed the door. We've closed down shop. You're not getting, no. But then he gives it to him, right? Not because he's his friend. The Lord says, because he's persistent, because he's persistent. Now, I want you to see in this parable, this is a parable of contrasts. So friend number one is the need, hungry traveler coming. Friend number two represents you and me. We're the guy with the need on our hands. And friend number three represents God, the one who meets the need. But now watch this. God is not like friend number three in several areas. First of all, God is never asleep when you call. Secondly, God's not like friend number three because he's not bothered when you call. Did you see what he says in verse 7? Do not bother me. God's not bothered, and God is never reluctant when you call. Did you get this sense in the parable that friend number three was pretty reluctant to meet the need of friend number two, to provide him the three loaves? He didn't want to do it. Why? Because he'd have to get up, and he'd already been shut down for the night. And they sleep in one room. And so if he gets up, then the wife is going to wake up and then the kids are going to wake up. And what happens when kids wake up at midnight? Then it's hard for them to go back to sleep. So here's this guy. He's like, you're going to wake up my whole family. Hey, man, you're really messing me over here. I can't believe you would come over at midnight. Be a bad host. He was reluctant. God is never reluctant. God's not reluctant. And you know what's so cool about this story? See, because I knew I wanted to do a sermon on prayer, and there are parables in the Bible on prayer. And one of the parables I really like, it's similar to this prayer. It's in Luke chapter 18 about the widow who kept coming before the unrighteous judge saying, give me legal protection against my opponent. And you know, that was a big deal because she was getting ready to lose it all. And in that situation, man, she was life or death. And she needed that judge, that wicked judge in the parable to rule on her behalf. Now, that's a life and death situation. And, you know, in this situation, give me three loaves for my friend who's hungry. That's not life and death. Hey, he's not knocking on friend number three's door and saying, hey, my wife is giving birth. Come help us. Hey, somebody's broken into the house and they're attacking my family. Come help us. It's nothing like that. It's three loaves. Well, come on. Is the guy going to die if you don't? Serve him. You don't have anything. Just tell him, listen, go to sleep. We'll eat in the morning. It's not really that big a deal, but it was a big deal to friend number two. And because it's a big deal to friend number two, it ended up being a big deal. Hey, listen, God cares about what you care about. 
even if it's something like three loaves, if it's a big thing to you, and if it's weighing on your heart, you can bring that to the Lord. What can we pray about? We can pray about anything and everything. Some people say, well, you know, I don't want to bother God with this need that I have because it's so small and God is so huge. And well, what in your life is big to God? I mean, if your wife is having a baby, is that big to God? No, nothing is big to God. You're, you're a pimple on a flea compared to God. So you can't have a problem that's big to God. You can have a problem that's big to you, but everything in your life is small to God. So you can bring the small things to God. You can come to him with your need for three loaves. He's not reluctant to help you. So see, he's not like the friend He's not asleep, he's not bothered, he's not reluctant, but he's like the friend in that persistence pays with God. Persistence pays with God. Why did friend number three open the door and give the guy as much as he needs? Jesus says, not because he was his friend, it was because of his persistence. He wouldn't go away. Hey, I need you to help me. I need three loaves. Hey, are you awake? You're awake? Come on. Can you open up? Give me three loaves. Go away. You're waking everybody up. Go away. No, I'm not going to awake. I need three loaves. Just give me three loaves and then I'll go away. Go away. No, I'm not going away. I need three loaves. Can you give me three loaves? Finally, the guy's just like, ah, here's three loaves. Here, what else do you need? Get out of here. Forget my number. You know, that kind of thing. But he got what he needed because of his persistence. You know, that word persistence, interesting word in the New Testament. It's used one time. That word means, in King James, it's translated importunity. It, it, some translations are, he answered him, why? Because he was not ashamed to keep asking. That word means to be annoyingly relentless, to be troublesomely urgent, overly bold, shamelessly persistent. I'm not ashamed to keep asking you. And that's why the friend gave to him. You know what's so interesting about God? He loves it when we're overly bold, when we're shamelessly persistent. What is the secret to answered prayer? Is it praying according to the will of God? Well, that's really important, but most of you knew that. The secret to answered prayer is persistence. That's the secret. D. Martin Lloyd-Jones, who was pastor at Westminster Chapel in London for decades, he said this, this holy boldness, he was talking about this passage, this holy boldness, this argumentation, this reasoning, this putting the case before God, this pleading in his own promises, this is the whole secret of prayer. Right there, persistence. Jesus said because of his persistence, that's what he gave him. And just in case you missed it, he says this in the Amplified, so I say to you, ask and keep on asking, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and keep on seeking, and you shall find. Knock, and keep on knocking uh, on the door, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks and keeps on asking, receive. And he who seeks and keeps on seeking, finds. And to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door shall be opened. God loves shameless persistence. We see that in the life of Jacob when he wrestled with the Lord. And they wrestled all night. And then the dawn began to break. And the Lord said to him, let me go for the dawn is breaking. And what did Jacob say to him as he had him held there? He said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. 
He's just holding on. I'm not letting you go, Lord. I'm not leaving the door. I'm going to knock and I'm going to keep knocking. I'm going to hold on to you until you bless me. And the Lord blessed him. You remember the story in Matthew chapter 15 of the Canaanite woman, the Syrophoenician woman? Her daughter was cruelly demon-possessed. And so she saw Jesus, sought him out, no doubt, and she began to shout him after him, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. She's a Gentile. She's a pagan. And Jesus doesn't answer her. He just keeps on walking. She begins to shout, and she's shouting out after him, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. And the disciples are like, Lord, send her away. She's bothering us. She's so loud. And Jesus turns and says to her, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Well, you know, it's like, that, that's a way of saying, you know, no, go away. You're not a Jew, go away. And she keeps crying out all the more. When he says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, you know what she does? She falls down before him and she says, Lord, help me, help me. And he says, it's not good to give the children's bread to the dogs. Wow. Can you imagine that? You're a broken mom and your daughter is cruelly demon-possessed and you come to the Lord and he says, you want me to throw the bread to the dogs? Well, most of us would get up and say, well, forget you then. They told me you could help me, but forget you calling me a dog. Who does he think he is? She didn't do that. You know what she did? Ask and keep asking. Seek and keep seeking. Knock and keep knocking. And she said to the Lord, yes, Lord. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. She wouldn't let go. And Jesus said, woman, your faith is great. Be it done to you according to your word. And her daughter was healed at that very moment. How do you get God to answer your prayer? You find what God wants to do, and you pray that, and you don't stop. Ask, seek, knock. It's progression. This is how this works. Friend number two comes to friend number three. He's going to ask, hey, hey, I'm over here. Uh, got a need. It's me. Suppose I do that with the Lord. I'm going to ask, Lord, it's Jeff again. Lord, I, I got a need here. And then you turn asking into seeking. You know, to seek means to really search out something. It's also translated to make a demand. And so here I go from asking to seeking. Hey, Lord, I, I need you to give me your full attention here. And Lord, I need you to listen to me. Lord, your word says this, and I need this. You told me that you would supply all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, I have a need here. You need to listen to me. It's a demand. Ask, seek, and you keep seeking. And then what do you do? You start knocking. You start beating on heaven's door. And you don't stop. You know what the trouble is for so many of us? When it comes to prayer, we've been praying for a spouse, or we've been praying for a child, or we've been praying for healing, or we've been praying for something to happen financially, or we've been praying for someone to come to know Christ, and we're praying and praying and praying, and nothing's happened, and we're just getting snow, we feel. And so what do we do? We say, well, this isn't working. We throw in the towel. 
I mean, it's easy for the Syrophoenician woman to throw in the towel. Okay, well, you call me a dog, forget it. I just throw in the towel. I'll, I'll try somebody else that maybe it could help me, but nobody else could have helped her. She wouldn't throw in the towel. She just kept, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Some of you have thrown in the towel on your dreams. Some of you have been praying for something and it hasn't happened and you've thrown in the towel. Listen, you need to pick up the towel because it's always too early to quit. God responds to persistence. He loves it when we pray and when we take his word and we pray it back to him and we say, God, you promised. And I'm going to hold your feet to the fire, God, because your word says that you will do this for your children. And I'm clinging to that. And I'm going to knock and I'm going to keep knocking. I'm not going away until you give me what I need. And as much as we would think, oh, Blasphemous, you can't do that with God. That's what God wants you to do. That's what he said. So I say to you, ask and keep asking. Seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking. Because the person that does that, he receives. Lesson number three. Not only does God want you to pray biblically, not only does God want you to pray persistently, and that is the secret to prayer, but you say, you know, I'm a little nervous on this persistent thing. Well, lesson number three, God wants you to pray confidently, confidently. He says, now suppose one of you, verse 11, is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? Or if he is asked for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father in heaven, your heavenly Father, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? How do I ask persistently? How do I keep knocking? Because this, the king is not just my friend. He's my father. And he loves me. God is a loving father. He's a good father. He sits on a throne of grace. He has said, therefore, come with confidence. Come boldly before the throne of grace. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Come boldly before the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace to help in time of need. God is a, a God who says, I want you to come. I love you. You bring your needs to me. Hey, if earthly fathers who are sinful, and all of us are, if we know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more shall God know how to give good, the holy, righteous God children, how much more shall he know how to give good gifts to his children? It's the argument from lesser to greater. Hey, I know how to do good things for my kids. And if my kids come to me with their needs and say, hey, dad, will you give me a, a fish? I'm not gonna say, well, here, why don't you try this cobra? Ha, 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 you got bitten. Oh, that's funny. No, I would never do that. You would never do that. Some sick, twisted person might do that. But the majority, vast, vast majority of sinful men wouldn't do that. How about a holy God? God is a loving father. You can trust him and you can come before him over and over and over and over and over again. Have any of you ever had a child come to you over and over and over and over again about something that they wanted? Sometimes it can drive you crazy. You know, if it's something that you really want to give them, then you're like, okay, we'll do this. The timing has to be right. But a loving father will take care of his children. And then God is a wise and faithful father. You know why sometimes your prayers don't get answered? Because the timing's not right. Timing's not right. I was reading a book by Richard Blackaby. Great book. 
It's called Unlimiting God, Increasing Your Capacity to Experience the Divine. And in this book, Richard talks about how he was a young pastor and he was praying that God would bless his church and God would rain down blessings and, and power on his church and they'd reach lots of people. And he said his church wasn't really growing, but a church across town was growing like crazy and he didn't understand it. So he came before the Lord. He said, Lord, don't you like our church? Lord, don't you want to see us do well? Don't you want to see us reach people for Christ? I don't understand, God. Why, why are you blessing uh, that pastor's church and not our church? And he said, God spoke to him and said, Richard, you have a pride problem. And if I were to answer your prayer the way you're praying it, you would get so puffed up and your head would swell and you'd get so proud and then I couldn't use you because I'm opposed to the proud, but I give grace to the humble. So if I answered that prayer, then that would cut me off from you and that's why I'm not gonna answer your prayer. Let's work on your heart being humble before me and then we can bless your church and then we can do the things that you're asking me to do that I do want to do, but I can't do it until you're ready. So much of the time, we pray for things, they're good things, they're God things, but we're not ready for them. And God says, if you'll get ready, then I will do miraculous things in you. And I'll close with this. It's so awesome when you think about it. He says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? You know, in Matthew's gospel, when it tells this story, it says, how much more shall your heavenly Father give what is good to those who ask? Early in my Christian life, when I would read those two passages, I would say, I'd always pray the what is good one. Because I'd say, I like the good one. The Holy Spirit one seems kind of like it's out there. I'm not really sure what I'm getting there, but I like the good. You're getting the good. Lord, I want the good. How much more should you have a Father in heaven give what is good to those who are asking? Well, Lord, I'm asking for, give me what is good. You know what I pray today? Lord, give me the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory. God loves to do great and mighty and powerful and blow your mind things. So pray big and pray biblically and pray consistently and pray confidently because you are coming to your father who loves you. You don't have to be afraid of him. Hey, listen. I know that there's some of you in here and you've thrown in the towel on certain prayers and God is saying to you today, pick it up, pick it up and start praying and trusting me and I will do what only I can do as you pray with shameless persistence. What a powerful truth and one that has tremendous practical application for our lives today. The message is called The Secret to Answered Prayer, and it's just one of seven in Pastor Jeff's series, The Mysteries of the Kingdom, a study of the parables of Jesus. This series that we're in touches on seven of the key parables that really guide our Christian lives today. And you can find out more about that when you go to fromhisheart.org or call 866-40-BIBLE, 866-40-BIBLE, and ask about the series the mysteries of the kingdom. This month is almost up, and we've been praying and asking God to give us 50 new VPs to join the From His Heart mission. A VP is the person who sees the vision God's plan lays out for believers to reach the world with the good news. For us, a VP is a vision partner who wants to join us each month with a gift to help sustain and expand this broadcast ministry. 
If this ministry has blessed your life, would you pray about becoming a regular monthly supporter from his heart? And join our other vision partners to be a part of the foundational support that we need each month as we seek to sustain and grow this ministry until Christ returns. Just click the Vision Partner link on our homepage or call 866-40-BIBLE. 866-40-BIBLE. We have some extra special resources that we want to give you to say thanks for being a first-time VP. I'm Larry Nobles, and a big thanks for being with us today and hope that you'll join us again tomorrow as we close out the month with a truth-filled and encouraging message called, Is God Fair? Here on From His Heart. From His Heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve, speaking the truth in love to a lost and a hurting world. Remember, no matter what, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out more at fromhisheart.org.